Hey, have you ever noticed that uh, there's all kinds of speeches out there? Some of them are good, and then some of them are not so good, hey? Uh, you know, I've been at, uh, you know, uh, being nearly 53, I've been in a whole bunch of different places now where there's been a variety of different speeches. I've been at birthday celebrations, weddings. Ever been one of those wedding speeches where you're all cringing, going, oh my gosh, I don't believe they've just said that. You know, birthdays, weddings, uh, memorial services, and then graduation speeches. And graduation speeches are kind of rather interesting because they kind of take uh, one of three lines. You know, you often hear these same sentiments around, uh, you know, follow your dreams, never give up, or you are amazing. You know, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about that line out of that very famous Dr. Seuss book. It's one of the last lines in his book where he says, you're off to great places, today is your day, your mountain is waiting, so get on your way. Anyone ever read that book? Anyone ever heard that written or read at a graduation before and you're thinking, gee, is that the best that you could come up with when you just read the story? Well, you know, I, I think sometimes Father's Day messages are a little bit like uh, a, a line out of Dr. Seuss's book. You know, it's actually it's, it's a bit of a difficult day to actually bring something, but often some of the words or the messages or the sentiments that kind of come out of it can be kind of wrapped up into a number of different things. Often you'll hear things like, can it never give up, or step up, or man up, or uh, to use a line out of a, a latent uh, Hewittism, come on, you can do it. You kind of get all these different lines. Well, I, I get the sentiment, I get the reasoning behind that. But I often think sometimes it's not helpful. Because what it does to a bunch of men or uh, and even more particularly a bunch of dads, is it sometimes feels like we're just getting another whack. We haven't quite measured up, we're not quite good enough, or do you know what, all right, I'll just kind of be a bit more. You know, what can I say to encourage the men in this room, or to those that might be watching online, what can I say to encourage you guys that, uh, so that you can continue to keep being the best version of who God has created you to be? Because ultimately, that's really what's most important, isn't it? It's not about you being like me or be, being like you or you being like somebody else out there. What God really wants from us is He just wants us to be the best version of who He's created us to be. And, and to help us with that, I wanted to kind of just dip into uh, maybe what you could call a, a graduation speech. And it's found in the book of Joshua. If you've got a device or your Bible with us today, in Joshua chapter 1, we have this graduation speech where, where God, uh, where God kind of comes to Joshua and, and says, that, you know, it's, it's his stepping up speech. And, and in this, he doesn't come to Joshua and say, you are amazing, so just follow your dreams. He actually comes and speaks some words over his life that I think are incredibly powerful. He doesn't say, today is your day, uh, you know, go out and seize your mountain, you know, you're off to, to great places. He just, he comes and he speaks these words of encouragement over his life. In fact, on three different occasions, he says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous, be strong and courageous. Let's have a look at these words. And uh, we'll just kind of push around them for a few moments today because I actually think these words have something to say to all the men and particularly to all the dads, but to anyone who might call themselves a follower or a disciple of Jesus. This is what we read. 
verse 1. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, and he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to, to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Great words. Now, if I was going to be, have some words spoken over me, they would be the kind of words that you would want to hear. Now, if you think about this, you think about the, this uh, step up or this graduation speech that was now being entrusted upon uh, Joshua, in one sense you could say he was in a very unenviable position. I mean, can you imagine following in the footsteps of a man who spoke to God in a burning bush or could take his staff and he could part the waters or he could strike a rock or, and water would come rushing out of that rock? I mean, that is a pretty daunting responsibility to step up and to be asked to lead following that kind of a leader. And to make it even worse or even more challenging is that this group of people he was being called to lead were known for, for being a, a bunch of complainers, backsliders, and people who just wished they could go back to where they came from. I mean, can you imagine that responsibility? And while the scriptures don't tell us that Joshua was feeling this, there is a sense that you've got God kind of stepping into this to encourage Joshua with some words for this moment of leadership he was being entrusted into. And so as we look at just these few short verses this morning, you know, what is, what's in this that we can take out of that for, uh, for, you know, into all of our lives, whether it be men or dads, mums, followers of Jesus, but particularly for dads today, you know, what do we take out of that for our lives that helps us to be the best version of who God created us to be? As I was thinking about it this week, you know, I, I see just three kind of really simple lessons in there that I think uh, God was given to Joshua that I think have great application for our lives. So let me just share these three lessons with you, and, and then I'll make some brief application at the very end. If you're taking notes, the first lesson that I see in this kind of step up and take charge speech is the importance of claiming the promises of God. Now, God gives Joshua, if you read this, a number, or in fact, two different promises in this, uh, in this passage. In verse 3, he says, I promise you what I promised Moses, wherever you set your foot, you will be on land that I have given you. Now, the story that kind of runs kind of in all of this is that a few hundred years prior to this, God had come to Abraham, a man who didn't have any children, and he had promised him that his descendants were going to be as numerous as the sands and that they would be inheritors of some lands. 
Genesis chapter 13 kind of details this conversation where God says to Abraham, look, as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, and west, I am giving you all this land to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. Abraham didn't even have any kids at this point in time. And God says, I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. you know, God not only spoke that over Abraham, but then some years later, he comes to Moses. And he reiterates something that he had said to Abraham and then to his son Isaac and then to Isaac's son Jacob. In Exodus chapter 6, verse 8, he said, I will bring you into the land. So Moses, I will bring you into this land that I promised to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own possession. I am the Lord. And here we are now in this passage where God is now declaring to Joshua that he is about to come good on his promise and to give them this promised land. But God not only promised Joshua uh, that he would inherit this land, and be, but he also assured him of his success. In verse 5, this is what he said. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. Joshua, I will not fail you or abandon you. That's a promise. Can you imagine yourself in, in a moment where you find yourself at your own Jordan River, so to speak, at, you know, in, face, in front of a big obstacle, and God turns up to you in that moment and he says, you know, I, 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 will not, I, will not, I will not fail you, or nor will I abandon you. Well, in that moment, as Joshua, Joshua stepped from that 2IC role into that leadership role, he needed to be reminded to take hold of the promises of God over his life. Here's the second lesson that I see in this kind of take charge speech. God said to Joshua in uh, verses 7 and 8, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions that Moses gave you. Do not deviate fr from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. Study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything that is written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. See, that tells us right there that military might in its, in its own would not be sufficient in enabling Joshua to take a hold of the lands. What was going to make him successful? Well, it was conditional. This promise of God was conditional if and only if he was obedient to the word of God. Now, up until this point in time, God had uh, spoken directly with his servants, but now that things were being written, they'd been written down, they, Joshua was now being called to, to read and to think about his words. You know, what was that going to look like? Well, quite simply, it was, Joshua, you need to, uh, you need, you need to, you need to talk about the words. Uh, Donna, just a, a moment ago in Deuteronomy chapter 9, talked about the responsibility of, of, of parents with children in terms of how we communicate God's word. We are to talk about it. But Joshua was also to think about it. He's told to, to meditate, to chew over it, to mull over God's words. I love what the psalmist says in Psalm chapter 1 where he talks about there is a blessing that is attached to those who meditate on God's word. It says this, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. 
God expected Joshua to talk about his word, to think about his word, and then to live out his words. Joshua needed to stand on the precepts of God. And there's a third lesson I see in this. Not only did, uh, was Joshua uh, being urged to claim the promises of God and to then stand on the precepts of God, but he was being encouraged then to rely on the presence of God in everything that he did. See, in verse 9 here, Joshua says, God says to Joshua, This is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord, is, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, this didn't minimize the enormity of the task. But it assured Joshua of God's presence no matter what he encountered as he entered the lands. And I was thinking about this, uh, this whole passage just this past week, mulling over it a bit more myself. And uh, I saw something in it that I had never seen before. If you've got your Bibles there, uh, you'll see it. Uh, it's... Uh, what gets said in verse 5 and then what gets laid over the top of three then statements in verse 9, where you've got verse 5 where God says, I will never abandon you, I'll never leave you. And then he says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and courageous. And then like a sandwich on top of that, God then assures him, he assures Joshua that he'd be with him wherever he goes. See, that final word of encouragement to Joshua was a reminder that he needed to rely on the presence of God. It wasn't just might or strength that would do this. He also needed to rely on the presence of God. So what do we take out of this story? You know, in this room here and maybe even online right now, uh, we've got people who are young We've got people who aren't even dads. We've got a mixture of men and women, boys and girls, teenagers. We've got people who are following Jesus. You know, what does this story mean into our lives today? Well, I, I want to say at the very beginning that uh, this graduation story reminds us, it tells us that our God is simply amazing. We have an amazing heavenly Father. That's who we have. And he shows us over and over again in just this short few verses of Scripture here, uh, it's reiterated, uh, it shows us that he's true to his promises, that his word can be trusted, and that his presence is with us wherever we go. And today, as I think about that, it's because our Heavenly Father is so amazing that we too can be the men and the dads that he has called us to be. You see, I, you hear it a lot. You know what? You can do it. Come on. Just step up. Be that person. I, I want to encourage the men and more so the dads today that it's not about just thinking or stepping in or I'm, I'm going to be this kind of person. You see, it's because our Heavenly Father is so amazing that as we follow him, as we live for him, as he leads and guides us, that enables us then to become the best person. It's his power at work in and through us that enables us to become the best version of ourselves. It's how it works. So dads, 
when you're feeling a little overwhelmed by the responsibilities of fatherhoods, I want to encourage you today to remember the promises of God's words. He has said to us, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Joshua needed to hear that and my guess is there's probably a few of us men in this room and maybe watching online that need to hear those same words today. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And when you're doing it tough and maybe you're feeling like you're not doing such a good job as a parent, it's in those moments that we've got to uh, steel ourselves even stronger and stand firmly on the word of God. See, in the book of Hebrews, the writer says, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to this life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And how do we do that? We do that by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Guys, we keep our eyes on Jesus. We look to his words and we keep our eyes on Jesus. And when maybe uh, you find yourself living with the pain of loss, you know, it's in those moments that we push a little deeper into the presence of God. Because his word says to us, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hey dads, I want to remind you today that you are loved. You are loved. And you're actually making a difference. So keep on persevering and keep on trusting Jesus. Keep on asking God for his help. Claim his promises over your life. Dig around in the scriptures. I think you'll find that there's well over 7,000 different promises of God in the scriptures for our lives. Claim his promises. Stand on his precepts. And rely on his presence. That was the words to Joshua. And that's his words to us. So dads, keep on turning up. Keep on turning up and guiding your sons and your daughters, asking God to give you wisdom and courage because I want to tell you this, it takes a really strong man of God to raise strong and courageous kids. Would you join me as I pray? Heavenly Father, today I want to pray. Uh, across this room and everyone that might be watching online. Uh, Father, I want to pray especially today for dads. We think especially of new dads or granddads, stepdads, adoptive dads and solo dads. Lord, we also remember the fatherless and we pray for those for whom this day is sadder than happy. And for those that may feel like they have failed or who are grieving children they've never had or for those that might be missing their dads or their children even more than usual. Father God, in a world where some dads are distant, absent or even abusive, we lean today into your ever-present love and we acknowledge afresh that you truly are an amazing Father. 
especially to those of us that might have been orphaned, abandoned and hurt. Lord, into all of our lives, Lord, where there might be hurt and pain, Father, I pray that you would heal our wounds and you'd restore the dignity and the integrity and the centrality of fatherhoods in this nation. Lord, would you give every man and every dad here in this room, God, would you give them the courage and the wisdom and the discernment that they need to be the best dad that you've called them to be? Father, you're not asking us to to be somebody else. You're not asking us to to measure our lives by the way in which the world might want to measure us. You just simply ask us to look to you. And so, Lord, that's my prayer today for men and for, for dads and for anyone that's a follower of Jesus, that, God, our lives will be characterized by people who, who uh, claim or take a hold of uh, your promises, who stand on your precepts and rely on your presence. Father, may that be true of all of us today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.